Hello and welcome back to another episode of Walking Our Faith. I'm not in Colorado anymore. I left the mountains on September 23rd and drove from Breckenridge out across the Great Plains. A week later, I ended up in the house where I am now living on the coast of Maine. It's a rainy day today, as you might be able to hear raindrops in the background. And when I look outside, I see fog and water. The weather is definitely different here in Maine. My Summit County friends from Colorado look at me when I sign in to our online evening prayer group and laugh when they see my head of curls brought on by the abundant humidity of living on the coast. The cold hasn't arrived yet, but there's plenty of wind and overcast days. What has surprised me thus far is how at home I feel here. I didn't expect that. I hope this feeling doesn't wear off, but the little house where I live is only home until May, and then I'll have to find another place to call home. I hope permanently because I'm tired of moving. I have found a Catholic church nearby. It's a right turn and then a straight shot into town and into the church parking lot, just like my drive was from Breckenridge into town to St. Mary's. They even have weekday mass at the same time on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, just like St. Mary's. I sent an email to the local newspaper to see if they'd be interesting in hosting this weekly faith column as the Summit Daily News used to. They said they'd consider it in a future editorial meeting. I don't know if that's a nice way of saying no, but I'm glad I can, t can continue to write my weekly newsletter on Substack. If you're interested in following me there, you can go to suzanneelizabethanderson.substack.com to sign up for the weekly newsletter, and it's free. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about the wave of religious uncertainty that seems to be rolling through our contemporary society, like a slow-moving tsunami. Whether it's the trend of deconstructing one's Christian faith that has become popular among millennial Protestants, or the startling majority of Catholics who, according to a recent survey, say they no longer believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, or the rising number of Americans who no longer believe in God at all. Atheists might suggest in that our modern society, we no longer need a belief in God. But every generation has thought of themselves as a modern society more advanced than any previous. 
Yet our modern societies have no more rid themselves of evil, cruelty to innocence, and inability to care for the poor or the aged in our populations than in the earliest biblical societies. So why are the numbers of non-believers growing? I believe it reflects a frustration with not finding comfortable answers within the walls of our churches. Or maybe we don't like the answers we find and decide to change the church to fit our values. A moral relativism where we water down our beliefs and reshape our liturgies to such an extent that we no longer believe in anything at all. And our weekly gathering resembles a self-care meeting where we are the center of attention. On the other extreme, our fear of the other will lead us to beliefs of us against them, a place where churches become a fortress where Christianity is turned into a political weapon and anti-Semitism is allowed to rear its ugly head again. And some of us will point to these extremes as evidence of belief in God as the source of society's ill and simply stop going to church. I do understand the frustration of unanswered prayers and unanswered questions of faith, and church hierarchies that feel exclusionary to at least half the population. In the past, when I read of yet another sexual abuse scandal by a pastor or a priest using the authority of their position to prey on young people, my anger would compel me to want to leave the church. Or when I read accounts of senseless violence and I couldn't understand why our love of God would not intervene. Or when thousands of innocent civilians are targeted in a time of war, my question is not of God's existence, but why he has turned his back on our creation. I do understand why a growing number of people turn their faith inside out to make it make sense or leave their religion altogether and turn their back on God, who they believe has turned their back on them. In the past, I considered these options myself, but in the end, I chose to become a contrarian in uncertain times. I love God too much to turn my back on him. I can't imagine what a mess my life would be without God at the center of it. To borrow a phrase, without God, my center would not hold. So in the midst of the chaos, I have lashed myself to the mast of my faith. Instead of deconstructing, I have decided to dive deeper. I will not stop asking questions, but now I spend more time speaking to God, asking for answers as Job did, wrestling with God as Jacob did until I receive a blessing of renewed faith. I spend more time reading the Bible. I take a course on prayer that leads me to read the works of saints. 
I learn about my Catholic faith and speak honestly and respectfully with my priests or professor on matters of suffering and evil and unanswered prayers. I do not want to lose my faith in God. I want to strengthen it. And in the face of uncertain times, I believe the only way to do that is to dig deeper. Because if the core tenet of our faith is to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves, and yes, to love our enemy, the only way we can find the moral courage to do so is to turn to God and learn from the example of the life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and follow him. And the only way to do so is to return to the Bible and learn his story anew. I hope you'll write to me or leave a comment and let me know your thoughts. If you enjoyed this post, please share and ask your friends to subscribe. I hope that you will share this podcast if you if it speaks to you, and I hope you'll leave a review or a comment. Thank you so much, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. God bless you.